everyone, and welcome to the Football Fig Nuts podcast. This is episode 46. I'm still alive, and I am Britt. I'm Craig. And I had a wonderful, just kind of relaxing, offbeat. We were talking about OTAs. We were going to talk about, um, I don't even remember what else I was going to talk about. We were talking about the beer festival we went to this weekend. And then the NFL passed a wide-sweeping policy without asking any of its constituents or employees what they thought about it. And now it's all gone to crap. So this is the episode where we'll be talking about the uh, leagues literally hours ago past rule because we record this on Wednesdays um, regarding the national anthem. Uh, but first, we're going to start where we always start. Again, because we're back. We are back off the wagon. Um, <laughs> our back livers, on the wagon. I, I got a lovely thank you card from my liver saying give, thank you for the two weeks off. And then Monday completely lost my mind. Monday night, Craig. I have to, I have ha- to admit this on here. There was half a bottle of Fifth State whiskey by Asylum Distillery in my house, and it is gone. Oh. Um, I had to be poured into bed and, and spent the majority of Tuesday apologizing to my lovely wife. Um, didn't but get at least, sick you, at least you were home. Oh, no, I was absolutely home. Oh, but okay. I mean, I, I have come to learn, and I don't want to get sidetracked. I have come to learn that whiskey is not my friend. Whiskey tells me everything's okay, you're doing great, <laughs> and you should refill your glass hmm. to the point where I literally drank half a bottle of whiskey and was just donk out Monday night. So so you started arguing for artificial turf, and then by the end, you were for artificial turf. Yes, with my pillow and my <laughs> wife saying, you're just mumbling, you're not making any sense, what is wrong with you? But uh, yeah, I mean... I'd, I learned a valuable lesson about, you know, I'm getting older. And that's what I said to her. I said, you know, 20 years ago, I could drink a half a bottle of whiskey or scotch in my sleep and be like, fine the next morning, get up like seven hours later and go to work. Now, forget it. It's like, you know, you know, so anyway, I got that off my chest. I feel better. And now it is time to get back to the beer because the beer does not seem to bother me like the whiskey does. So I brought a little something new today. Okay. Today's beer comes to us from Hanging Hills Brewing Company. Craig has just popped the top. While Craig is doing that, let me tell you a little bit about what we have. Hanging Hills is based out of Hartford, Connecticut. And this is the Metacomet Indian Pale Ale. Uh, it's uh, an IPA jam-packed with Citra, Centennial, and Eldorado hops. It is at once lightly floral and also fully citrusy. And they the, uh, blah, the bottom back of it says, we love this beer. So... Craig has popped his and is going for another sip. I'm going to pop mine right now. All right, Craig, you've had a couple of sips. Talk to the people while I uh, give this a sip. Uh, you definitely get the floral from the can, like the smell when you open it up. Yeah, it hits you right, like as you're bringing it yep. to your face to sip it, you can get it. And then the juiciness part of it hits you on the... Ooh, at the end. At the back end, like you're really juicy. Again, almost going with like a grapefruit kind of aftertaste. It's floral, then it's hoppy. Then it's juicy smooth. Yep. Wow, there's a lot in of textures to this. <laughs> Literally, it just kind of comes over you in waves. I like this. Yeah, it's good. I like this. Good. There's two more cans in my fridge at home. So nice. That's that's all that matters to me. So all right, let's get into burning hot take questions because we got a lot of stuff we want to cover. We are not going to cover the anthem thing in burning hot take questions. No, 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 no. So give or receive. What do you want to do? I'll uh, give. All right, give me a question. Um, so it, it's been a week or so since he whole idea of legalized sports betting has happened. Right. People are starting to get used to this idea that <laughs> you can go to your casino and bet on whatever. Mm-hmm. Now a lot of people are starting to think that it's going to ruin sports. All of it. As we know it. Everything. It's going to ruin everything. Like, do you, how do you feel that's a true statement? I think it all depends on how we handle it and how we keep track of those things. Like, again, who is getting, who has the potential to be corrupted and fix games? Officials who are underpaid, amateur athletes in colleges, etc. UConn was one of like three or four colleges that joined um, a conference call. And I don't even know who the conference call was with. I think it was with NFL and other folks who were involved in this whole, how are you going to proceed with the sports betting thing? And said, we need to find a way to make sure these kids don't get influenced by outside sources. Um, Whether that be compensation, they're actually, I mean, I think with UConn, it was Mississippi State. Uh, one or two other schools, but they were like, you know, you, this is where your danger is. You got a kid who's getting a free education, but you're going to have a guy who's going to say, here's $10,000 just to make sure you don't get a hundred yards rushing. Well, if this kid's yeah. not an NFL prospect, he's going to take the freaking money. Yeah. Cause not everyone's going to the NFL. Exactly. Not everybody's a five-star pros- prospect and you're rated coming out of high school. You know, 
if you're a, if you're a junior in high school, I'm sorry, junior in college, and you're in a mid-range program, let's say you're playing for a, a Rutgers power conference team, not very good team. You know at that point whether or not you're being eyed. You, unless you're unless you're setting records, you're getting ESPN coverage. You know there's a very slim chance you're going to the next level. Why wouldn't you take that opportunity? What is Rutgers giving you that says I should behave on this? They're not. Yeah. So the, the school's point was maybe we have to. Maybe we have to. Maybe we need to sit down and we need to say, okay, you, it's time for our athletes to be paid. And that's what I would do. But I mean, yes, it has really bad potential to wreck everything. But I think that if we prepare properly, we will not have that problem. What do you so think? you think the biggest hole would be the officials? The, yeah. The biggest A- anyone like, safety who concern. is underpaid, who can be influenced by money from gangsters and, you know, Whoever. underworld betters. Those are the folks who put us at risk. Right. And I mean, and, and, and again, so if someone leaves a gym bag with 20 grand, you know, next to their car and walks away. Yes. Well, you know what? Uh, Matt Ryan ain't Matt Ryan's going to laugh at that and go. I yeah. made that in the first quarter today. You know, yeah. I made that when I completed my second pass. Get the hell away. Pro from starters aren't really going to be right. Influenced. And practice squad guys aren't really going to be able. They're not going to play. The only thing practice practice squad guys are going to be able to do is give inside information to the gangsters. They've probably already been doing that for years. Probably. Oh, here's what we've been practicing. We're practicing doing this, this, and this. We're going to catch Atlanta off guard. We should have a really big week. Big week. All right. That's information. That's probably been happening for years already. More than likely. Right. You know. So I'm not. And I doubt about anyone's that. hurting anyone during practice. Right. So. Right. Because they're not going to be on the practice squad. If you take out Tom Brady at the knees, it's not going to take a genius to say that's the last time you're ever stepping on a football field and ain't nobody going to sign you to their practice squad after you've done something like that. Right. So, eh, I, I, so officials, underpaid amateurs, um, possibly, I mean, don't forget too, that's how we got into the whole deflate gate thing was non-players that are involved with an organization sometimes have information. Sometimes, True. you know, equipment managers... You know, I don't want to say like go all the way down to like concession people, but I am. But, you know, um, there is risk there. But anyone who has a direct line to the game, if they're underpaid or underappreciated, they're they're a risk. So you got to mitigate yeah. that risk. <clears throat> That's true, because they're also going to run into the whole issue the uh, NBA had. Yes, Several. they had an official who had to be removed because <laughs> he was selling off calls. This has happened already. This should not be shocking that this is a conversation we're and having. And basketball, they're full-time refs, aren't they? Yes, but this is a guy who had a gambling problem. I cannot for the life of me remember, remember this guy's name. name. Um, he had a gambling problem. He was in was debt, a major league to the mob, and he uh, owed his bookie. And they were like, well, you know, debts can be forgiven. You know, the $10,000 you owe me can disappear if you know, I you make twenty thousand dollars off of the lake. Yeah, <laughs> you call a game, and and don't forget, it particularly overseas, you can bet on anything. There are casinos and betters, and in, in particularly in Europe, who you can walk in and say, "I want to bet how many times Kobe Bryant will shoot free throws in a game," and they'll they'll consider a line on it, and they'll come back to you and say, "Okay, the over under is twelve free throw attempts, and it pays two to one either way," and they'll let you bet on it. So <laughs> that's how an official can directly affect that. Yeah. So you then get on the phone and go, hey, listen, I got a million people more betting on the over than the under. Don't call. Don't don't let Kobe Bryant get to the line more than once or twice tomorrow night. And you fix the game. It's doable. It's possible. So you have to be careful with that stuff. Now, I've never been in a British casino or a European <laughs> casino, so I don't know how often those kinds of things happen. I just know them happen. from, uh, you know, James Bond movies. Yes. And, and from fancy. And from the, the National Lampoon series. But that was Vegas, wasn't it? Never mind. That was Vegas. But yeah. I mean... I've been told that, that that happens, that you can, and it doesn't mean they take every single bet that comes through the door, but they will lay odds on things if they think they're going to make money off of it, and this is a way to make sure it happens. Okay, so. and there we have it. Brits, how's your next sip of beer? How was that? Any God, different? I like this beer. <laughs> I'm glad I only brought one of these. <laughs> one four-pack. Well, no, no, I mean one to the podcast. The other oh, two are safely in my one. fridge. Gotcha, gotcha. So this is not going to be a let me tell you <laughs> kind of podcast. So, All right, question for Craig. The OTAs. Okay. Three notable names not at the OTAs. Okay. Tom Brady. Yep. Rob Gronkowski. Yep. Julio Jones. Okay. Is it an issue that any of these guys are not at the optional OTAs? Um, For those guys and who they are on their team, I think it sets a bad precedent when when your quote-unquote leaders are not where everyone else is. I don't consider Gronk or Julio a leader, though. I know Tom He's Brady. He's a veteran. 
Tom, yes, he's a veteran, but I mean, he's all right. Let's let's just call it what it is. Gronk has right. never set a good example. No, no. Do we do we have to remember the Super Bowl where he left injured and, and was filmed dancing at a, a nightclub later that night after he <laughs> hurt his legs? That. You know, that's that's uh, not. Or the I kinda. guess in Brady's case, it does it doesn't look good. I don't think Brady's as much of a leader on the Patriots as people think he is. And okay. I think, or or even he thinks he is. I think that that's think part just, of it's Belichick's land, and that's it. Well, it's Belichick's land. I do think there are leaders on there, but I don't think Tom Brady is as big a leader as he thinks he is. Okay, you know, go back to remember the old gif where he's walking around looking for a high five. Yep, and no one's nobody. Like three or four guys walk by him, and then he turns around, and goes the other way, looking for somebody to congratulate. <laughs> I don't remember what that was for. I don't even. I have no idea what the situation was, but a leader that that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen with a guy who's considered a leader. They, they rush to that guy's side, you know. Um, so I, I don't think that, I, you know, he may wear the C on his chest, but I think there are other guys in that locker room who are more established leaders. Now, I don't yeah. know anything about the Atlanta Atlanta uh, locker room, to be honest with you. Well, technically, I don't know anything about the Patriot locker room other than what I perceive. So I don't know. Maybe Julio is a very powerful force there, and, and he was very I clear. I just think it sets a bad... It does precedent for like rookies coming in. It does. So Tom Brady is going to sit into the huddle and go, all right, guys, listen up. Really? I'm going to listen to you. You didn't bother to show up in June and May. You didn't show up. Yeah. You decided to stay home. You didn't give an excuse to the coach. And the way Belichick handled it was terrible. It was a total non-story until Belichick didn't it was. Re- he, refuse he to address He decides it. what's a story and what isn't. And that's a problem. That's a problem. This goes into the same list of Belichick non-answers that makes an issue out of nothing as refusing to address Chad Ochocinco by name and calling him the player. Right. You took a non-issue that all you had to say is, Tom's doing what's best for Tom. No one questions his conditioning ever, and you'd have been done with it. Instead, you're like, I'm only talking about the guys who are here. Great. Yeah. You know, I, know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is Belichick's last year. I think it's one of their last years. Together, or you mean... at the, With the New England Patriots, yes. I think one of them is out the door, particularly if they don't win this year. Now, the question is, you're Robert Kraft. Who do you keep? You have to keep Belichick. Do you? Belichick. He sided with Brady so far in all the yeah, rumored discussions. Coaches last longer than players. Well, how long do we expect Belichick to be there? He's been there over a decade now. He has. He's, uh, he's not Marvin he's, Lewis. He's the New England version of Marvin Lewis. <laughs> the only difference is he's one, and people well, are like, that. oh, my God, he's a genius. <laughs> all right, anyway. Sure, when you videotape your other team. What? But Go on. Nothing. Never proven. Never proven. Never proven. I, I, I remember. What was that? What was that called? Was that Tapegate? Yeah. Tapegate. And I remember the response was, the was a lot of teams do this. Okay. <laughs> sure they do. Show, show of hands. Anybody else in the room do this? <laughs> Crickets. Cricket. I have somewhere else to be. I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. Were you talking to me? <laughs> He's sitting on their hands. So. Yep. All right. Any, any, do you have a third question? Um, I just want to know your thoughts on, did you see the report about Brett Favre? So I guess this really isn't more of it. This isn't really Oh, the regarding rehab? Yeah. Yeah, or right, fill us in. He went to rehab three times, uh, twice for opiates, uh-huh. opioids, and once for alcohol. So this is how bad his addiction to pills were. Right. Because, you know, he got hit a lot. He ran around oh, a yeah. lot. He got hit a lot. Yeah. Um, so a month prescription is 30 pills. Mm-hmm. So you take, if you take one a day. Once a day. Uh, he did that in two days. He was doing 15 pills a day? Yeah. That's that's a dose to kill a man. Yeah. Depending on the medicine. And then when he ran out, he would ask other other people for him because he wouldn't be able to get another prescription. Yeah, because it's it's regulated by the government. Yeah. So it's it's kind of crazy to me that these that this drug drugs uh, are this addictive, and the NFL is so against people like trying alternative medicine. Yeah, I mean, this like goes what's back, his, like James with his this leads his back to the Mike marijuana. James argument for three straight weeks. We've talked about this, and it comes up at a great time this, again. It's Mental Health Awareness Month. I work in mental health field, and John Oliver, did you watch last week, tonight, this week? No, I did not watch it yet. Okay. The episode this week, the main story was about addiction rehab and how a lot of them are just country clubs that want to take your money. I mean, the commercials make them look nice. Yes. Have you seen the Addiction Network one with the dude who's clearly like a 20-year-old actor dressed as a doctor? Uh, no, I have not seen that one. I've seen the one for the one that's in Malibu. Yes. Uh, Crossroads, I think it's called Maybe. Crossroads Malibu. <laughs> they interview that guy. Not, not they, they, Well, they show an interview that was taped by somebody else and it's not a pleasant experience. I mean, at one point the guy was like, where are your patients today? And he was like, I don't know. Like, you, you don't know, know where that. your, pa- yeah, seriously, you don't know where your patients are. 
You know, it's it's really good. So if you're listening to this and you have an interest in the addictions and, and the crisis, that stuff, try to find the last week tonight from um, May 20th, May 20th um, about uh, rehab. But yes, this is further light shown on it. The, there is an opioid problem in the NFL. Yeah, in general, too. But yeah, well, yes, in the, I mean, the rest of the nation. Absolutely. It's, it's definitely in the NFL. And again, I'll go back to the same people I blamed in the beginning. You had drug reps telling doctors. We have researched this is not addictive. It was bullshit. Yep. Reminder that this is an explicit podcast and we occasionally <laughs> will curse on the air. It was total BS. This gets me really riled up because it's part of it's it, it hits close to home in terms of what I do for a living. So it really bothers me. Um, oh, that it's just stupid. And they need to and we need to we need to address it. Now, Brett Favre is not exactly a guy who Oh, how do I put this gently without making it sound like I'm coming down on Brett Favre? Because I'm really not. <laughs> Brett Favre is a guy who likes people talking about Brett Favre, much like Jerry Jones. Okay, not yeah. to the extent that Jerry Jones is, but he Brett Favre. That, he has that jeans commercial. He does. Brett Favre's been <laughs> quiet for a while. We haven't really heard much from him. You know, some guys enjoy retirement. Some guys don't. And I, I think Brett Favre kind of craves the, the spotlight a little bit. So now is a good time to yeah, come I out with this. I think he hates being retired. I, oh, I, I, I definitely do. It. I definitely do. I think he got used to the spotlight. I think he liked being a starter. That's part of the reason why he didn't like Aaron Rodgers coming in, you know. So, you know, part of me wonders if the timing of this isn't just convenient for him. But regardless, the story is poignant. And so, I, do I mean, that's a lot of pills in two days, I, you know, and I appreciate him sharing that. I hope he's doing better now, um, you know, it, but it's 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 a difficult thing. It really yeah. is. It bothers me a great Which deal. Which goes back to my, I think I brought this up a few podcasts ago. If, if people using steroids is controlled and for injury recovery, like I don't have an issue right. with it. Because, I mean, you, you're pretty much be playing in the NFL, hockey, I guess more more the NFL or whatever, but you're, just, you're pretty much destroying yourself. Yeah. So if you need to take an alternative route to not feel like crap every day, then... Well, it makes me wonder, why do we never hear about opioid prescription issues in the, in the NHL? Why aren't we hearing about these problems know. in hockey? Maybe we should. Maybe, I mean, we should. I mean, maybe they, there's... they hit each other on a regular oh, absolutely. basis. <laughs> absolutely. You know, I mean, I, I'll i tell you a quick funny story. When when he was near the end of his career, and I know we've talked about Darius Kasparaitis before on this podcast, um, but he was playing for Hartford. He was playing in the AHL near the end of his career. I think he was trying to make a return off of some sort of injury. And we were at the opening night for the Hartford Wolfpack, me and my friend Tracy, and we're sitting in the front row. I don't know how we got front row seats in the corner. Nice. And he skates by and I went, oh my God, that's Darius Kasparitis. And she was like, is that important? I'm like, he's like one of the hardest checkers in the NHL. He like throws his body at people. (laughs) Two minutes into the game, puck runs into the corner and Darius Kasparitis is coming straight at me. In a line that would make you think he plans on going through the glass and and checking me. He was that straight on. And when he hit the player from the other team on the glass, literally two feet in front of us, Tracy yelled. Tracy screamed because it was that close and that hard. He wanged this guy. What's that? Did they go into the board? Oh, yeah. Oh, the guy was upright, but the guy sent the puck along just a, a heartbeat before Darius got there. And watch this guy. And Darius Kasparis hit this guy, bounced off, and the guy just crumbled straight down. He was like, he just got whacked. Yeah. And he got up a moment later and, and continued on. But that's the kind of stuff we're talking about. How do you do that and not destroy your body like football players also do and not end up with taking medicines every single day? Yeah. You know, and what we've learned from <laughs> opioids is to become less effective over time, which is why people become dependent on them, why people feel they Take need to pop three yeah. or four. Yep. You know, I had a hangover Tuesday morning. You know what? I popped an Excedrin. Nice. Did, yeah. did you feel better? No, I popped the second one like an hour later. Do you know Excedrin is like half caffeine? 25 milligrams, baby. It's not even not even half. Not even but, half. It's like a quarter cup of but coffee. But you know why? It's because aspirin and acetaminophen, which are the active ingredients in it, are sped up through the system by caffeine. So you should have taken Tylenol and drink coffee, is what you're saying. Oh, that's that would be... Woo! <laughs> so uh, that's Burning Hot Take questions. Before we get to the main story, I was in... So an update on the festivities of my birthday, because I know that's what everybody wants to hear about. Craig and I went to a uh, beer festival on Saturday at our friends from so much rain. Yeah. Oh God. All right. So first off, let's, let's talk openly with two roads right now. Dear two roads. My name is Britain. I've gone there a million times. Most of you know, I've been told I was the mayor at one point. I walked up to the merchandise table to see about getting a shirt and people were like, Hey, look, it's Brit. Hey, Lindsay, come over here. Brit's here. 
I was like, okay, hi, it's my shirt. Here's 20 bucks. Give me your shirt, please. Um, you need to set up more tent space for those events. Uh, you know what? Don't do if it rains. Don't. Because here's the thing. They like to have it on that grass field where the hop yard is. Yeah, because that's the whole point But when it. it's saturated, it's not saturated overnight. It saturates over the course of four or five days. So it's not like you don't have time to call the tent company and say, we need a second tent. And what's the worst half or third tent in this case? What's the worst that happens? You get a third tent and you have extra room for seating out of the sun. That's the worst case scenario. That's the only thing I would recommend they do a little bit differently the next yeah, time. Yeah, they could have fit two tents in the in the parking lot. Well, they did. They had the two the two tents, but they but could they have fit a third. a third one right next to it in kind of like I don't like a like a pie formation, like two of them going straight up and then one across the top, like the the yeah. Greek, like the Greek letter pie. Because last year we went, it didn't rain, so it was a lot roomier. They had. Because they had everybody outside of the tent. Outside the tent, so there's a grass area where all the beer was, and then the food trucks had a tent for people to sit down and eat. Right. Uh, right. But this year, I just didn't. I just didn't enjoy it being so cramped. Yes, like, that was the issue. You tried to get a sample of a beer, and you had to stand in line while people were standing around and talking because right. they just had nowhere else to go. And then you feel like you have to like rush out of the way because there's other people behind you waiting. Well, and that's the thing. And people weren't rushing out of the way. You were feeling that as, as being kind. But most people were getting a glass. And they were just and standing there. Without moving, turning to their right and going, cheers. It's like the people that stand in front of escalators. Yes. When they get down. The oh, my of the God. All right. Or the so top of an escalator. The other part of, of my, my, my Victory Fest, and we'll get back to the beer thing in a second, was that we went to see um, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert last night, which was an epic adventure was awesome. Nice. Uh, second time I've ever seen hit that show. Third time I've seen a Colbert taping because I went to see the rapport back before he changed over to CBS. Do you have to stay in there the whole time? What's that? Oh, yeah. You're not allowed you to can't leave. can't get up. Right. If you try to get up and leave at any point during the breaks, and one of the folks in the nice headsets will come up to you and go, what's the problem, sir? You can't leave your seat. And I did see that a couple times. So anyway, um, we're on our way into the subway. We're in Grand Central Terminal. And for all of the listeners who have ever used the subway from Grand Central Terminal, I think it's the four, five, six, seven, and S. Those are the ones that mainly leave from the, the terminal. There's you have two choices. There's a stairway to the right of the hallway as you're walking up it, and there's a there's an escalator to the left. I took the escalator. I was behind a dude who decided the proper time to search all of his pockets for his metro card was the moment he had stepped off of the escalator. And I'm not saying he took two steps and stopped. I mean he stopped at the bottom of the escalator. Nice. Literally a step off in the middle, standing on the symbol of whatever company services those escalators. <laughs> and now here comes big, big old fat Brit coming down this escalator. I don't have a choice. You need to move <laughs> because either I'm getting stuck on this escalator and I'm, I'm injuring myself or I'm pushing you out of the way. So I politely put my hand on the shoulder and went, excuse me. And the dude looked at me like I was insane and just continued to stand there. And my wife came right behind me and went, excuse me. And walked, we were pushed past him, and then he went, oh, I should move. Yes, you should freaking move. Is your first time in New York? Especially if you're on the end of an escalator. You're standing literally <clears throat> blocking the exit of the escalator. And there was 100 people on this escalator going down. This is a very widely used escalator. If you've been on the subway there, you know what I'm talking about. Or in Grand Central in general. Yes. There did you stop at the beer place? I did not. And oh. that's another story. But the, the really quick is, is because we had dinner and as we were on our way back, I said to myself, if we have time, we'll stop at the beer place. I looked at the clock and it was like 8.10 and I looked and it was like, oh, I'm sorry, it was, yeah, I bought 8.10. It was an 8.36 and a 9.17. And my wife said, we're never making the 8.36. I said, well, let's head back. And my thought is we'll go to the beer place. Right. We caught every subway. Literally, we walked down the street, down the stairs of the R and it was waiting there. We popped into the R. As we walked out the R, we walked down the corridor. As the S was pulling in, we get there and we made the freaking 836. We made it from Broadway to Grand Central using the subway in under 10 minutes. Wow. We That's sit impressive. down on the train as he's reading the long list of places you're going to go. And Christy was like, we've never made it this quick to a train. And I'm like, I know. And it was good because we were exhausted at that point. But So anyway, back to the beer festival. Yeah, I don't remember how I got on the sidetrack about escalators and stuff, but... So we tried a lot of beers. We did. Now, to be fair, there were three ounce samples. So they when were. I say Not I had all of them, I have people only give me half a glass. Yeah, seriously. Laura had that problem. There was once or twice where I stopped to get a refill with your wife and she would come back with something that was a half a glass and I'd come back with something that was full. You got a schmooze, baby. 
<laughs> I walked up to Lawson's Finest Liquids and I'm like, I love Sip of Sunshine, but I want to try something different. He goes, you want the Jade IPA? And he filled me all the way to the rim. <laughs> nice. So, you know, you got to schmooze a little bit, I think. So we, we had like 10 different beers. Yeah. But in reality, we had two pints. Two, yeah, because um, <laughs> depending how much they fill it. Um, it's three ounces. Those little tasters, uh, five to six of them equal one pint. Yeah. yeah. So, so I did, uh, did kind of like actually was surprised this, about the sweet tart beer. So tell people about the sweet tart it's beer. It's brewed with sweet tarts. Cherry can- sweet tarts. Cherry sweet tarts, the candy. Uh, I don't know if I would go out of my way to find it, but it was it was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I'm I only had at... one or two beers um, that I really didn't like. All right. So let's let's go there with this. Which one was your favorite? Which one did you like the least? Uh, I was surprised about the Sierra Nevada one. Which one? The um, the Otressa one. The one that tastes like a margarita. Essentially, it's a goes. You wouldn't have drank it. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. So there we go. I have no idea what you're talking about then. Yeah. Uh, that one was really good. The one I didn't like, I honestly couldn't tell you what it was, but had a hard time. Use untapped. Yeah, but it was too. It was just too crowded. I just didn't feel like getting yeah. my phone out and uh, you move much. off to the side and, and you log them all. Because now I'm looking at my untapped, and I'm able to tell you based on my ratings which one I like the best. And my best beer was one I'd had before, which was Bloomerang, which was a collaboration. Was, that one was good. That was a collaboration between Two Roads and Industrial Arts. I was, oh, that is such a great New England IPA. It's floral and just a little bit of citrus, not unlike the Meta Comet, which is very floral. Uh, in terms of new stuff that I'd never had before, I had the Wrench New England IPA from Industrial Arts. I gave that a four and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really like, I gave Fantastic Voyage, which was an IPA from Connecticut Valley Brewing, a four and a quarter. I was expecting to see Coolio. For that beer, but you know, and their logo was the freaking yellow submarine from the Beatles. It wasn't wow. even, it, yeah. I, I'm, I'm like, you better have uh, Coolio on the can. You know what I had that I really liked? Which what Jeff? Angelica by Lord Hobo. Wow. It was. It's a pale ale. It's a pale wheat ale, but it's made with citrus. Really? So it's a New England style wheat ale. Huh. Yeah, I gave that a four and a quarter. I, I'm not a fan of that. Um, the best beer of the weekend without a doubt, for me, was uh, Life in the Clouds by Collective I Arts. I did not get that one. Right, because you weren't at, at at the luncheon. That's for Tom and Deb. <laughs> so, Deb, Deb, Hi, Deb, Deb, when you hear this, please tell Tom I used the word luncheon in the podcast. Yep, because he seems word. Yes, it was a word I used, and I, I, got, I got some flack from him on that. <laughs> Life in the Clouds is New England IPA by Collective Arts, who brews uh, in a collective uh, thing with two roads out of Stratford. I'm looking for it in cans. I don't think it's available yet in cans, but when it is, oh my god, I'm gonna be on it. This, nice. This is the. It was really, really good. It was. It was so cloudy. It was like looking through orange juice, and it had just a fantastic taste. You know where it is right now? We should really just we, after the podcast. Let's just go have one. It's down at uh, our buddies at Brewport have it on tap. Oh really? Yeah. And, oh, and Fuzzy Baby Ducks is on tap right now at Brewport. At least that's it always, was. That's always a good one. It was as of yesterday. So. So, so are my advice to two roads at a tent, you can't have too much space with your, with your food trucks and whatnot and your other vendors, you know, it would have just been better. I mean, I'm guessing it's because they need the food trucks to drive in and out, but they could have just made a smaller tent. Yes. Or you can set up that tent last. I mean, I'm sure there's a cutoff time for the food trucks to be in there because they were there before we got there and we got there a half hour before gates opened. Yeah. So, I mean, you can just set up that tent last. I mean, it's not like these tents are huge. I mean, well, they're huge. But it's not like they're like difficult to move. They were, I mean, they had to put sandbags on them to keep the wind from moving them in the first place. So just slide it, o- slide it into the, the grass field and then slide it over when you're ready with your trucks. That's all. It, it was a good yeah. event. I, I love this event. It's the first it's a time. Fun event. It's the first time they've had to deal with rain. Yes. This is it their is. third annual and the first time it's rained this much leading into yeah, it the last in the day. Two were fine. So. Right. So that they was, actually got was a good. tan those last two. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I was outside a little bit today. I'm, I've got a little color. I can I can already feel the burn start to set into my arm. It's not good. It's scratchy already. So, all right. On to f- more football stuff. All right. Let's get to the Anthem BS. <clears throat> all right. You want to bring everybody up to date or shall I? Um, I'll let you since you read more about it. Okay. I mean, I know about it, but you, you were more informed when you got here. Earlier today at the owners meetings, the NFL owners passed a new rule that requires 
two things. Well, it, it requires one thing and gives an option for a second. Okay. Number one, players will no longer be required to be on the field during the national anthem. Okay. They can elect to stay in the locker room. It's no longer so an issue. essentially they're copying the NBA. Yes. Number two, if they choose to be on the field, they must stand during the presentation of the flag and okay. the national anthem or the teams, that's the key word here. Team, not player. The teams will be fined by the NFL. Okay. This rule change further authorizes teams to adopt its own sets of guidelines on disciplining its so, players in accordance with the Players Association's bar, uh, collective bargained agreement. Okay. So they can't just make up stuff. It still has to follow the CBA that they have with the Players Association. Okay. So essentially, this is like the federal government and states. There's a general yeah. law, but you can change it as you see fit in your said state. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of like the reverse of, this is going to be a weird example. It's the reverse of Medicaid. Medicaid is a block grant that the federal government gives to states. Connecticut, you have this many people living in it, so we're giving you X amount of dollars. Use it in accordance with these guidelines to help people who have no insurance. That's essentially what Medicaid is. Okay. Okay. It, disabled, and, and there might be guidelines on who qualifies and who doesn't. But they can't say you need to spend X amount of dollars on cancer patients and X amount. Of, here's the money. You do it the it way. Out. Yeah, do it. As long as you follow our guidelines, do it as best follows you. It's The only difference is you're taking money, not giving it. Right. The NFL said, here's what we expect from you. We expect everybody to stand or to stay inside. And, we, and we're going to fine you. You need to find a way to recoup that from your players if you so choose. Okay. All right. So, so now in general, I mean, that doesn't sound like a bad law. But wait, plan. there's more. Well, there's more details. Okay, so the Players Association immediately put out a release saying no one talked to us about this at all. Oh, see, that's a bad thing. The NFL Players Association um, put out several posts about it. Hold on, I've got one queued up on my phone. I'm yeah, see, now if now. they all collectively agreed to this, that'd be different. No, oh, no, 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 no. If, no, no. So if all the if the NFL and all the teams team came together and said this is how we're going to do this, well, the teams did come together and say this, but they never well, asked the NFLPA. Rather, yeah, that's it. So and that, we're going to get to that in a minute because there's some fallout for that. Because the so the NFLPA statement, the NFL chose to not consult the union in the development of this new quote policy end quote. NFL players have shown their patriotism through their social activism. Blah blah blah. I'm just gonna I'm gonna dumb this down. Our union will review the new policy and challenge any aspect of it that is inconsistent with the collective bargaining agreement. Okay. So that means that basically they just said, call our lawyers. Right. George Atala, I'm probably butchering his name. You who, might be. Who is, I want to make sure I get this right, the executive director for external affairs for the union, tweeted, maybe this new rule proposal that is being voted on is a compromise, the word compromise in quotes, between the NFL office and club CEOs on various sides of the issue, but certainly not with player leadership. Okay. We were not there or part of the discussion. See, now that's a problem. And that's where we're at. So so in general, so at first off, with the way you just said how their new policy would be, like I don't have an issue with that because it gives it gives everyone, you know, a direction you there's didn't talk to anybody. But that's the problem. You made it up. You didn't you didn't include the players union, so that is a clear issue. You made it up. You opened yourself up to criticism by not involving the players. I think because I don't well, probably not, but my theory is they they the NFL just made a uh, a, a social justice fund. Yeah. Um so I think they maybe they just thought, well, well, we did that, so we're just going to do this, so But wait. Oh, there's oh, more. No. <laughs> A couple hours after this, all the NFL owners started putting out various statements. Okay. Um, uh, Basically, so their players and fans won't be mad at them? Basically. Khan from the Jaguars, you know, talked about being... Who, it, by the way, is not American. Is not American, but did donate to Donald Trump's inauguration fund. Hey, well, Just that's, saying. That's what happens when you're super rich. Just saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he's technically the only minority order, owner, technically. I think he is. So there's an issue, too. Got, That's a different issue. Got thirty-two old white guys in a room making decisions that that don't affect all old 31. white guys. Thirty-one. He's not white. Oh yeah. All right. Thirty-one <laughs> old white guys and Sean Khan in a room. All right. So he came out and he talked about patriotism. The owner of the Broncos came out and gave a long-winded statement that I read three words of and went, "I don't care." 
Um, but the interesting statements oh, the Denver Broncos. came from Jed York, who's the CEO and owner of the uh, San Francisco 49ers, who said, yeah, when you look, and this is paraphrasing, I'm not quoting here, I'm not reading this. Uh, yeah, when you look at the vote and you see there's somebody who abstained, that was me. I had a problem with us taking a vote on this without consulting the players first, so I wasn't going to vote yes or no. Good. So uh, I just want to go on record in saying we should have involved the players on this, and I was not in favor of voting on it. Good. So he came out basically and said, hey, look at anybody but me, man. I was not cool with this. The owner from the Jets, Chris somebody Woodson. Oh, God, I had it. I had it and I forgot it. I'm sorry. Who's that guy? Um, the One of the owner, the, the guy who's the chairman for the, the New York Jets um, came out and basically said he did not agree with this uh, decision and the New York Jets will not be adopting a policy that passes on any fines to the players. Uh, Christopher Johnson. That's him. Chris Johnson. Thank you. Um, so basically, he basically said, I'm going to take it out of pocket. If the New York Jets decide to come out on the field and take a knee during the anthem and defy the NFL, then I will pay that fine. Now, I'm sure there's a certain level of value to that. If you are the fourth string wide receiver who only returns every other kickoff and you decide to cause him a fine, I'm sure you're testing his patience. But, you know, if uh, I'm trying to think of who's on the Jets off the top of my head, man, they bad. (laughs) Robbie Anderson. There you go. Robbie Anderson takes a knee. I don't think he's going to bat an eyelash, you know, so. So we have mixed reactions. We have the Players Association coming out and saying, no one told us this was going to happen. And we're going to look at it and see what we can do in terms of our CBA, if this violates any of our CBA thing. You have the majority of owners coming out and saying, we are all patriots. And you have a couple of owners coming out and say, hey, we can be patriots and not agree with this. And I can't wait to see Donald Trump's tweet from tomorrow morning. Oh, God. When he wakes up tomorrow morning and tweets something. That depends if if Fox and Friends talks about it. I mean, he's already on. He's been on my S list since the day he got the nomination. (laughs) But, um, you know, and I'm I'm not going to go all political here. But, I mean, the whole thing with the aluminum and um, the guy from Coors Molson came up to him. and was like, your price of beer may go up. Yes. Just so everyone knows. <laughs> yes, and I, I thought that was interesting. So one of the things about this Hanging Hills beer, the, the Metacomet. Yes. They print on the bottom of it, at the very bottom on the back, the recycling symbol and then say, why cans? Because they leave a smaller dent. Right. So you're going to force people to start using glass. You're going to force people to start using glass. And for folks who don't want to use glass, who want to see aluminum, you're going to see a peak in prices. And you're not going to tell me. I mean, me. these cans are already like 20 bucks for a four-pack. Uh, this was fourteen ninety nine. this particular close. one. But man, was it worth it. I want to go get another oh, one right now. Oh, it's definitely good. Yeah, these cans, they're... I've seen that. Well, depending on the brewery, I've seen them anywhere between twelve to twenty dollars oh, yeah. for a four pack. I paid twenty dollars for a four pack of Lawson Sip of yeah, Sunshine see? one time. You know, I wouldn't ever now. Imagine, now, see that could be like twenty. Uh, it might be twenty two, twenty three. You're going to so. pass it on to consumers, and I'm not convinced that that's not going to affect the entire industry. You're trying to tell me that Anheuser Busch isn't going to sit there and go, "Well, I can charge an extra four dollars per six pack of cans, or I can split it with the glass and charge two dollars across the board." And make sure that I'm not overselling my glass and underselling my aluminum. Now they're gonna they're gonna find ways to split this and diversify the cost. So no matter what beer you drink, unless it's coming off the draft, and probably it's coming off the draft too, they're gonna upcharge it because they want to cover their losses. You're paying more for your beer, and as yep. a beer consumer and a guy <laughs> who runs one of only two known beer podcasts that do <laughs> fantasy football, That's right? You know, uh, shout out to Beer Fueled Fantasy, really nice guys. Um, we. We don't approve of this. You no. know what? I'm gonna send them a I'm gonna send them a direct message tweet tonight. I'm gonna tweet Should. Beer Fuel Fantasy and go, listen, I'm not a I'm a big political guy outside of the fantasy football realm. What do you guys think about this aluminum thing? And I'm probably gonna get a one line response that that's bullshit. But okay, so but be still. it. So be it. I will do that. So all right, so there's the 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 the, the country. So you're okay with this? I'm okay. Well, see, I was okay with it before you said that not everyone was involved in the decision. This was literally a decision by the owners and only so the owners. So if the NFL and the owners and the Players Association all had a meeting together and this is what they came up with, I'd be okay with it. Which we know happened before. Which happened and, before. And nothing came of it. It was right. a bunch of guys saying, you need to do this. No, you guys need to do this. No, you guys need to do this. There's right. a lot of finger pointing. And then Bob McNair probably saying something really racist and nothing got done. And I can't help but think of Steve McNair anytime you say Bob McNair's name. Who is not around anymore. That's sad. I know. 
Sad story. Wasn't he murdered? Yes. Oh, God. By his uh, girlfriend. That's terrible. Yep. Just like Fred Lane. No, wait, he had someone else killed. Or was Fred Lane killed? Fred Lane was killed. Ray Carruth is the one you're thinking thinking of. of. Who was in jail for being part of a murder for hire plot. Yes. I think. think No, you're right. right. You're right. Fred Lane, his also wife or girlfriend shot him. And Ray Carruth is in jail or was in jail for having his ex-girlfriend, pregnant ex-girlfriend killed. So do we tell do we tell the, the Mario story now? We have I'm, to tell the I Mario mean, story, could. right? Okay, so the, the, that all happened in the same year. That did. And, and our buddy Mario had a magazine that was a little out of date at one of our drafts. And I'm sitting next to him and he says, man, I need a running back. Who's the best running back available? And he flips through his magazine and the first name that's undrafted is Fred Lane. <laughs> And he goes, Fred Lane, he's dead. Oh, all right, I'll come back to running back. Who's the best wide receiver available? And he flips over into the wide receiver section of the magazine, and he says, Ray Carruth, isn't he in jail? <laughs> he goes, everyone who's good is either dead or in jail. Yep. Uh, yeah, it was really sad. I mean, we, we make fun of it, but, you know. Sad year. It was a sad year. It really was. It really, really was. All right, so 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 I'm not cool with it for the same reasons. You're not cool with it. Yeah, so I'm okay with it being... Like oh, we've what is about- this? What fresh hell is this? Oh, no. My phone is lighting up. Uh-oh. What does it say? Oh, is this- Anything? Anything? Nothing important? Something from the NBA. Okay. Apparently, the NBA player Sterling Brown was arrested in a parking manner, and now police video has surfaced showing they used a stun gun on him, and people are questioning whether or not it was necessary. So Okay. Well, we're not an NBA podcast. So we're going to move on. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, as we talked about in this podcast before, if your employer says you can't do X, Y, and Z, that's that's it. You're... you're... Well, here's the deal with that. Yep. When you sign on to work for an employer... You usually have to agree to term of employment at that time. It also depends on state. Don't forget, right. I work in employment. Yes. This is what I do during the week. And as one troll told me this week, don't quit your day job. So um, that's a whole other matter. We had a, <laughs> had a really interesting troll who, who jumped on me for reading David Johnson at four. By the way, I've seen three other experts come out with David Johnson in the four slot among running backs. Yeah. And I'm sitting there slapping my head going, where the hell were you people when I was getting screamed at that David Johnson was the (laughs) best running back available? If you own David Johnson in a dynasty, please don't tweet at me. You're you're welcome to feel that he's the best player on the board. I don't trust him coming off of two straight injury games. And I get it. It's a wrist. It's not exactly like it affects his legs. It's I'm just a wrist saying. And it he did hurt his he didn't, MCL. He didn't shred his knee, but he did hurt his knee. He, it took five weeks of rehab, which was the other part. This was the hysterical part about me getting trolled on Twitter. I said I, I pointed out that the, there was a six to eight week injury, and it was just lucky it happened in week seventeen, so he was going to have rehab. Right. And he sent me back a video of him doing workouts in a pool after five weeks. He's doing workouts after five weeks on a six to eight week injury. That's normal. <laughs> That's not, oh my God, he's Superman. He's the $6 million man. He's recovered ultra fast. That's normal. And when I point, tried to point this out to this guy, he just yeah, went I just, off. I just, yeah. I hate blocking people on Twitter. I want to interact Sometimes with everybody. Happens. And he resorted to the last most desperate act of the fantasy football troll. Name your price, league, you and me right now. That's what everyone goes to. No, I don't do the come at me bro bullshit. I don't. Yeah, it's just I don't. stupid. It, you know what? Okay, so you and I do one draft king pool for a hundred, a thousand, ten thousand dollars, and one of us gets lucky, and that makes us right over the person who lost that week. No, that just means you had a better week than I did. You want to play an entire sixteen week season? I'm sorry. I think I can aside from the really big guys out there, I think I can hang. Yeah, and just saying I won our league with Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Who, by the way, I saw a list today. I think it was Fantasy Football Factory, who, by the way, has David Johnson at four, had Alvin (laughs) Kamara outside the RB1 rankings. Really? They had him at like 13th or 14th. No, no, I'm sorry. He was the last one on the RB1 rankings. He was 12th on his RB list. And that's okay in our league because we keep one player. Right. Right. But I was like, I'm like, I don't know if Craig saw this list and he saw names like Leonard Fournette and Melvin Gordon ahead. Leonard, uh, Melvin Gordon, I can, I can see. Fournette has his ankles are made of paper mache. I don't know if I would draft Fournette. And and now you're going to get attacked by a Twitter troll who has Leonard Fournette. Probably on his he's team. been hurt since he's been playing in college, so yeah. it's not like 
It's not a secret. It's not new. Yeah, this is not news. <laughs> His not news. ankles are not good. <laughs> yeah, and that was my whole point with the David Johnson guy. I'm like, okay, so the last game he played in, he had to get taken off because of a wrist. On a cart. Uh, oh, no, 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 that was the last game. The game before that, he left on a cart because of the MCL, and it was only because it was week 17 at yeah, the end of a no fantastic season that he started rehab. I'm like, can I see a guy finish a game before I all of a sudden rank him in the top three running backs in the league? Yeah. You know, I, I'm sorry. I'll, t- I'll take Ezekiel not, and Todd Gurley. Or, or even Bell when he decides he wants to play. Yes, those are the three I have ranked above David Johnson. I've started working on my rankings. I'm not confident in them. And now you have Barkley in the league. And Barkley's another one. He had Barkley over Kamara. Yeah, I guess, you know. I, I don't know. How, yeah, exactly. So anyway, and so I, 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 I'm learning how to deal with Twitter trolls and, and, yeah. and not, not fight with them. But the hysterical part was that, like, literally, this was Saturday. By Monday, three other experts had come out with, listen, go, here's my first uh, top 10 running backs of the year. What do you guys did, think? Did you retweet them? You should have. No, because I blocked the dude. He can't see yeah, any of our stuff matter. anymore. <laughs> yeah, I blocked him when he was like, I'm not a fan. I'm just here to pull, point out your bullshit. I'm like, you're not a fan? Blocked. That's don't really care. random. Since I, I, maybe he was drunk. I don't know. It was a Saturday night, and if you went to his profile, picked all the pictures on his profile are him drinking. That's true. So you know, I did try to, I did try to find some redemption in this guy because I so, don't like blocking people. Nah. Anyway, moving on. Anyway, moving on. He won't be. He was the first. He will definitely not be the last. Probably not. It's and Twitter. as as one comedian said, you d- you've not arrived until you have a heckler. So that hey. that that's a plus for us. There we go. What the hell were we talking about? Uh, the national anthem. Yeah, we were done with that. What else we got? We had something else. Uh, oh, we have a couple announcements. Okay. We have a couple Go announcements. Um, all right, we have some shout outs too. I heard from an old dear friend over on the West Coast. So thank you, Tim, for listening to us. He's an old uh, prep friend of us. You know Tim. Yeah. Uh, if I, I won't put his last name on the air because I want to put the West him on Coast? Blast. I believe he, w- he was at least. He's coming no. back for our reunion. He contacted no me and one of the things That's he said was scary. thank you for, uh, yeah, I'm 25th, my 25th high school reunion is in a week. I give up. Is a week from Saturday. I'm not going. I have I have a board meeting for oh, an boo. annual board meeting for an organization that I, I'm I'm a part of charity wise, and I oh. can't miss it. So he was like, "Eh, it's like a ninety dollar a plate dinner for hot dogs anyway. We're not, you know, people are just gonna go eat and then we're gonna go meet up somewhere else." I'm like, "Text me where you guys go. I'll come meet you. You know, I'll come out afterwards. I got no problem with that. I really want to see you guys." Um, but there was also so announcement number one after we say hi to Tim. We need to send a thank you to Fritz looking at his phone. I'm, I'm looking up He's the info arguing now. with his phone. He's still thinking about it. Uh, we have we, we need to send a, a thank you to the Fantasy Football Addicts. There we um, go. Another podcast, another website. They have invited us to be a part of their podcaster and fan league. Nice. So Craig and I have received our first ever official invite to a podcaster slash fantasy football expert league. We're really excited. We really hope we don't finish last. So, Craig, I will fill you in about this league later. But just so you know, Tuesday, September 4th at 830, you need that night off because we are drafting. And if you leave it up to me, then I take all the credit and I give you all the blame. So uh, that's a Tuesday night, September 4th. We are drafting that night. So that's the first big announcement. We want to thank the Fantasy Football Addicts for inviting us to come and play with them and some of their fans. The second big announcement, season two of the football Fantasy Football. (laughs) Take two. I've only had the one beer. Go ahead. That's what now. we should put on a t-shirt. Just have a t just says football fig nuts on the front and the back should just say I've only had one beer. All right, we can do that. We could, yeah, probably. Uh, I'd, I'd buy one. Um, the football fig nuts podcast has officially renewed for season two. Uh, we are in the process of reauthorizing all of our websites and uh, other little details on our end. And uh, we will be concluding 50 episodes in season one. This is episode 46. And then season two will be debuting at the end of June or the first week of July. I don't have it right in front of me, so I don't know how it pans out. But uh, just to give you guys a heads up, when that happens, we are going straight into projections and rankings because there are a lot of leagues. Yeah, sorry, Deb. You're going to learn a lot about fantasy football. (laughs) Deb, you should get into a league with us. Come play us. How funny yeah, would it like, be? It's essentially role playing. Yes, it's statistical analysis and stuff like that. It's right up her alley. D- d- you should you should join a league with us. We'll do a fun league. We'll do a we'll do a freebie league somewhere. Yeah. And you just can, draft guys based on their name. I would love to do a listener league. Do you think we have enough people out there listening to us to actually do uh, like a ten team it. listener league? Try it. Doesn't have to be Why a not? big deal. Well, I mean, think about it. We we wouldn't have we would have teams each. You and I would each have our own team. Right. 
Um, I'm sure based on the feedback we got, we could easily fill a 10 team. league. All right. So here we go. I'm going to put this out there right now. Okay. DM us or email us. DM us at FignutsDFS, F-I-G-N-U-T-S-D-F-S on Twitter. Send us a direct message if you would love to be in a league with us. We'll do a freebie league. I'm not looking to charge anybody for anything. Um, Or email us, FignutsDFS at gmail.com if you'd be interested in doing a league with me and Craig. We'll do a listener league. I don't care. I love it. I would love to do something like that. I know yeah, two or three guys. It. You know, it doesn't even have to be anything fancy. Maybe we'll do. You know what we should do? I love. I love looking at best ball leagues. I really want to get a, a really solid best ball league going. I mean, I know they have them on draft, but that's eh, so impersonal. I want to get into a good best ball league. Yeah, I mean, we could do that too. Yeah. So, all right. So contact us, and we'll we'll start pushing that in the next couple of weeks. So, um, so there's the big news. We've we've joined a, a podcasters league. We appreciate that. Uh, and uh, we are also going to be starting season two in less than a month. Um, season, and season two is going to go right into projections. We're going to get ready for the new season. So, Craig, start making your rankings. All right. Start making your list so that we can sit here and argue about them and, <laughs> you know, and maybe end up with some Twitter polls. Sure. So. We can do that. All right. Final thoughts, Craig. What do you got for me this week? Uh, this week? Wow. Well, this week came. Uh, there was a lot of uh, interesting NFL news. I mean, a lot today. A lot today, anyway. Uh, we'll see what happens with it. I don't know, yeah. but this was. Uh, thank you for the beer. This was actually very good. I, I'm very excited about this beer. I hope I can good. find it again because it was really, it really was quite delicious. Uh, my final thought is, and this is something I meant to bring up during um, Red Hot Takes, but um, I don't know if you saw the email today, but FanDuel has struck up a partnership with Betfair, which is a a betting agency over in the United Kingdom. Um, it looks like. Uh, FanDuel is going to take advantage of the change in federal regulation, and they're going to start working on offering sports betting through FanDuel. Really? Yeah, well, at least for states that authorize it, which right now I believe would be Atlantic City and New Jersey. Um, I mean, Atlantic City's rule is right now, if you have an address in Atlantic City, you can place bets in Atlantic City. Uh, sorry, if you have an address in New Jersey, okay. you can place bets in Atlantic City over the Internet. I don't understand why FanDuel would be any different, you know, so... We'll have to wait and see how each state shapes uh, shakes out. I have not seen any other reports on it, so I honestly don't know what other states are talking about doing right now. But it's a it's a conversation that's ongoing. But you know, they announced today that they are definitely going to be partnering with these guys to try and you know build the infrastructure into the U.S. It gives it gives uh, Betfair an opportunity to operate in the U.S. under the FanDuel license. FanDuel gets an opportunity to jump in on the sports betting. It's gonna be a win-win for those two guys, those two companies. So they're very excited about it. So we'll see how it shakes out. So I mean, again, I, I, my stance on it hasn't changed. If everybody's making money off of it, then somebody's paying money into it, and that's probably the consumer. Yep. So you know, more than likely, absolutely. So all right, well, thank you guys for listening. Leave us a review on iTunes as always. Email us at fignutsdfs at gmail or connect with us on Twitter or Facebook. We will be back next week. Hopefully, with even more insight, I can't imagine more stuff's going to happen that happened than happened today. I mean, the FanDuel thing and the the national anthem thing both dropped today, and we had to kind of scramble to cover them. But um, the good news is, I did survive my. You are alive. I am alive after after Your birthday a, and trip to the city. Yes. So yeah, maybe 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 next week if it's a slow week, I'll tell you about the Colbert show I saw, which was really good. It was it, it was really fantastic. So anyway, nice. until then. I am Britt. I'm Craig. We are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Have a great week, everybody.